Discussions impacting your life the most. Thank you so much uh, for not touching that dial. And uh, we're now joined uh, by MEC Ismail uh, Khajepe, who is uh, on the line uh, to help us just unpack where are we missing the link. And we're talking about the alarming rate of pregnant uh, schoolgirls. And one of the questions was, what do we do with the boys? It's all good and well to always focus on the girls that are pregnant in school. Um, I mean, 27 learners in one school. Um, this is a growing concern, uh, MEC. Good afternoon and welcome. Afternoon, Kuzodan. Afternoon to the listeners. Yes, indeed, uh, it's alarming to find uh, the majority of learners. Uh, that number of learners in a school is a lot uh, pregnant. It comes with a lot of training complications in the management of learners at school, the management of discipline. You now have another new terrain. How do you manage a learner going through the pregnancy stage with complications? And the teachers uh, have to really cope with that environment. Uh, they don't have a choice. It's what is given to them. Indeed, uh, the school, I always say, the reflection of the society where it is located. So, because they take part, these children come from homes, they experience mm. life, they start to experiment, and in a number of instances, you'll find that there are a host of social factors that create this kind of an environment. So what are some of the limitations that educators have? Um, because, you know, they openly talk about, I know about, um, uh, you know, the risks of having unprotected sex, and I do it anyway. And when I'm pregnant, it is what it is. Yeah, you become pregnant and... All of a sudden, then this uh, learner sits in the class, uh, a 50, 60, if you like, you know, a 17 from school uh, class. And, uh, in the summer, there are all the strengths, the children experience medical conditions. The educators then have to find the nearest clinic to uh, pick the learners there. And some of the learners, they experience labor. And school, the educators have to make sure that they reach the nearest clinic. And it's really, and I don't think in the training of teachers, I was uh, in such a class uh, in the late 80s. Mm. You adequately trained to deal with that. You actually survive uh, in the environment you get to learn because you add out you are a parent, uh, probably out of life experience, you pick up some of those skills. I think there are NGOs and CBOs that are working among the teenagers. Uh, we know there are family planning facilities available, there's peer mentoring uh, in the province. But you still, uh, the children still do the different route. And to a greater extent, uh, my, my assessment, one of these communities we go in, generally when the figures are up and start to ask questions, Mm. You find that uh, generally the parents uh, are absent, sometimes not by their own desire. I wanted to find out, um, MEC, because obviously when you're faced with a challenge like this, you have to gather uh, stakeholders and and have a conversation of or a conversation of sort. Uh, have you spoken to these learners? Um, have they indicated uh, why this is the case? I mean, we spoke to CEO of um, Soul City Institute earlier on. And she was talking about our inability to educate our children about reproductive health. 
And this was echoed so, by um, uh, Dumelo Maikhanya, uh, who is a representative council, uh, president of the Lena's representative council, saying uh, they are appealing to adults to talk to their children about issues of sexuality. Yeah, I, am, I think we, as parents, we've got our own stereotypes. Uh, and we tend to assume that because we have those stereotypes about what children, how they must behave and so on, those children, they take the, the weight that we think, we assume on their behalf. And the reality is that these children, in teenagers, are experimenting. Yeah. So whether you go to church, whether you are a traditional African, you don't do those things at particular ages. But is that it is an experiment better. or it just a biological fact that <laughs> as adults yeah, we just don't want to accept? The part of growing up, yes, they are now beginning to learn going to rediscover themselves and yeah the, 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 I don't think the parents we're doing enough as parents uh, in one of these communities uh, they, the working parents so they uh, they wake up at uh, between half past four and five o'clock because by six o'clock they must be on a bus to work they arrive at uh, Past seven, eight o'clock mm-hmm. they wake. It's half past five, uh, five o'clock they are taxi rang or bus rang in Bulogun. They arrive at eight o'clock. They must still cook and so on. So you can see that, in fact, uh, when you have the principals, you have the people that they interface critically between parents and the school. In fact, that the parents they are very busy. They don't mm-hmm. really have time. They, sometimes they not they don't even know whether the child has arrived at school. So in, so in one of left, the instances, MEC, where you have a 17-year-old who's impregnated three learners in one school, um, yes. I mean, what then becomes uh, the consequence? Uh, I mean, Yannis was talking earlier on about, uh, that, isn't that statutory rape? What do we do when it's peer-to-peer and they yeah, need okay. to be told that they're breaking the law. Is that even breaking the law uh, when it's uh, uh, teenagers engaging in unprotected I, sex? I haven't seen that it becomes a, a criminal case, but it's even even when you have that kind, but you find a society that accepts it. Mm. You'll find that this uh, this child, you won't find somebody to open a case if you were to say the criminal case. Because the parents of these girls know that the boy. And the boy sometimes uh, goes to the home of this girl, goes to see the children. And so it's part of growing up the children. You're a child growing up children, and the parents are there. They, they don't see anything wrong with it. They say, you know, this uh, boy will grow up, become a man, and marry our children. Mm. So you still have those things to deal with uh, in, in this community. But it, uh, by the way, I always remind people we are basic education. We're dealing with these complexities in education where we really with children. And, and, and when the parents are not forceful in terms of assisting ourselves as a sector to grapple with them, we, 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 we ultimately we survive based on to what extent we cooperate, we collaborate, how do we persuade uh, these children, how do we advise. And it's not always that the facilities that we also have mm, mm. that are supposed to provide this, uh, uh, for instance, community services, the ranchy caucus program. It's not always that the facilities are friendly to the teens, so they will tell you 
a lot of stories if you uh, interrogate them. I was begin to open a discussion with them. They will tell you what they experienced when they arrived there. Much more, you'll find that you're supposed to provide this service, but you're imposing your values on the person that is coming to receive this service. Well, once a, a team knows that I need family planning, I don't think we will you know, judge. And that period is a bold decision, according to me. You must support such a child so that she's able to, yeah. to, to grow up. Sure, yeah. If you were to give, um, perhaps make an appeal uh, to society right now uh, to help the department to just um, <laughs> minimize these numbers, um, because one pregnant learner uh, is, is one too many, and that goes yeah, one, uh, for both yeah. boys and girls. Yes, I, I think, I think we, there's nothing better than I think all of us joining hands. Uh, we have now... Uh, Besides the programs that you ordinarily, you know, the school is very structured, so you'll remind them of the rules. You will try and support when the, it happens. So it's important that the parents work with us in terms of... Uh, uh, All right, we're going to take this one... We also, we also think that among themselves, when you have more peer... Uh, educators you're mm-hmm. able to get the the learner to talk among themselves and if they will improve better but i guess with more emphasis on parents learning how yes, to no, speak to their children about issues of sexuality we're taking a whatsapp voice note and we'll take your tweets and your sms's there is a solution it is called vassal gel a big polymer injected into boys which creates a reversible vasectomy I say let's inject all boys and only allow them to have as many children as they want after they turn 25. That will, at a stroke, solve all the problems of unwanted kids, such as is made by a teacher I know of in Pretoria who passes girls for sex. He has fathered 23 children, such as the 25 children born in KwaZulu-Natal every day at school, according to official figures. If we don't fix this, South Africa is doomed. Sure, yeah, no. If you don't fix this, indeed, I hope we get to understand that South Africa is doomed. I, I, I'm worried about why you laugh, MEC. I'm just saying, uh, all the solutions are really challenging. Uh, I don't know how you... Are we not really avoiding, really confronting the issues? If, if we that? just give them a gel. You, Hamilton Chauke... to find the medical reasons for, really for everything. And growing of our children. Hamilton Chauke on Twitter says, I guess we're giving them too much sex education. This is why they're making the decisions they're making. And uh, Kancho says, ask our officials um, and politicians first, at what age did they uh, impregnate each other in the 80s? And let them speak values now. Yo. I guess this is where we leave this conversation. Um, uh, we, we, I, I'm sure if we open the different media platforms uh, that we, we continue engaging um, but we seriously have a challenge thank you thank you very much uh, for joining us MEC
Thank you a lot, and thanks for listening. All right, uh, MEC uh, joining us, MEC of Education in Limpopo, MEC uh, Ismail Khajebe. And uh, that's where we end this conversation, but we continue on Twitter, Facebook, at SAFM Radio, and hashtag SAFM Lifetime Live, and uh, also uh, SMSs at 40938, charged at 150. And right now, it's our Words of Wisdom moment, and joining us is Mr. Velindaba, who's going to tell us about how to become a master of your own craft that includes master of your own life and uh, these are steps to build uh, the mastery and and that's uh, what he's going to be talking to us right after this